Welcome everybody to Press Play with Sammy P and Kyla T. So I've started my day and I've already had meetings, I've already had coaching clients and it's 10 a.m. So I was thinking about what can we talk about today and I started, I have a new coaching, executive coaching client and I started with a question today for him that I thought I could pose as our topic today. In a world that we're living in that teaches us the programming of external validation and conditioning, what would be the first thoughts, feelings, experiences in your life if you lost everything? <laughs> There's not much to lose <laughs> after what we've done. Yeah. What comes up for you, Sammy P, as just an example of that? Well, I kind of automatically think fresh start. Oh, nice. You know, you're cutting away everything. Yep. Um, which is not fully what we've done, but pretty close to it. So yep. I kind of feel like it's like it'd be no big deal. Yep. Yep. Um, what did you specifically ask? Uh, yeah. Like, it was a good question. You well, took like, places. Yeah. What are the first thoughts and feelings and like living in this world that we live in, that's all like we're programmed to believe in external validation based mm. upon having a relationship, having a certain um, home <laughs> that it looks like, having um, a certain career and our achievements and everything like that. But if all of it went away, like what would your first thought and feeling be? Because I, and I'll talk about myself in, the, in a moment as well, but where it's come about from is coming out of the world of investment banking as well, a lot of people in that paradigm of the world get taught that all of our value and our worth is connected to our bank balance and mm. our career status. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Like this is the conversation I've been having, which is like, if that's part of your values and your drive and you want to be better the whole time, like that's admirable in the society that we're in as well. But we also need to go into the truth of like, well, if you lost that job, like does your worth and value go with it? Mm. Mm. Well, I think that's, it's probably a little bit hard for us to answer because we've probably moved past that part of our journey has been through that already yep. um so when you so started not a, out not as scary not no as but, scary as it was at first sounded like yeah so when you were playing cricket when you mm -hmm. were studying to be a chiropractor um like in that context what do you think yeah would have been different oh i think there's a lot of um external drive and validation you know the um the whole the whole system, if you like, of whatever um, whatever you're talking about, there either either or they're all the same. You know mm -hmm. what marks you get, make sure that you do this. Yeah. Um. You know you've got to perform, otherwise you get dropped, and things like that. You know, there's all the, obviously a lot of external pressure, and they can take some of the um some of the fun and the curiosity out of of learning and making mistakes. And I think yep. that's um that's part of some of the downfall of that that paradigm that we um, most of us live in is that then we're scared to make mistakes. We're scared, you know, that failure is final when it's actually not. What about you, Kyla? Well, yeah, I think exactly what you've shared, the thought comes up. It's like, well, we, we have this sense of this idea that I'm going to lose my whole entire identity if I mm. don't have that. 
And I think um, what then comes with it is this understanding that like I've had to realise over the years, which I didn't back in investment banking, which is where this has kind of come from the thought as well, is that our value and worth has nothing to do with what we're doing each day. But the more that we can strengthen that and become our own centre of gravity, particularly at this moment in time, then we make decisions, not based on what the world is telling us looks like it's success, but more so on, does it feel good? Like we chatted a couple of weeks ago, does it bring me joy? Uh, and I was looking at it from that context of because where a lot of the burnout and the stress comes from, and I think particularly at this moment in time, is that people are holding on to old senses of identities that they may have outgrown. Mm. And it's scary to be in that place, to be in that place of like letting everything go. And I think about like for myself, like obviously quitting banking, stepping in to become a coach and a healer, but then even ending my relationship with Toby, there was all these like death and rebirths that go on. And it is really scary if you haven't gotten really clear on, well, who am I? What really matters? And the thing that comes with all of this is wherever you are, you're choosing to be there. Mm. And I, I think that's, I think that's beautiful because those, those kind of moments that you've just mentioned and um, us over what, 18 months ago when, you know, we had the miscarriage, yep. um, you know, basically homeless in the middle of COVID due to mm. other, other reasons outside our control and things like that. It was, it was tough. It was shit. You know, we're in Melbourne for fuck's sake we're in melbourne <laughs> in the middle of the first lockdown <laughs> like talk about crazy yeah um you know and if you just take that snapshot yes well you could easily say that that was shit but it, it drove us to look at what was next and to have that rebirth so i think part yeah. of the if you're in that space at the moment is to have a look at the the cycle of that the cycle yeah. of that is to then ask those bigger questions so you don't normally ask but if, when things are going well you don't usually ask those questions mm. or you don't get the, the answer that you're looking for that's yeah. going to move you to that next level as much as you do when you know the shit really does hit the fan mm. and then that creates movement to towards the next thing which is usually bigger and better in my experience if we hang on to the old stuff and we try and yeah. um rather than evolve we try to survive um, we'd hang on to that paradigm. And yes, it's, it's hard. You've got to survive and evolve. You can kind of do both. But if you stick to the survival instincts and hang on too hard, you're only going to shift sideways. You're not actually going to mm. shed what needs to be shed and then step into something new. That's what, that's what the, the big driver is. Sometimes that's what the, the big whack in the face is for, is part of that yep. cycle. And, and if you look at a lot of the, um, the gurus, like I, I think of Wayne Dyer when you talk about these questions, like, the different scenarios and different parts of his life that he went through these evolutions of mm. shedding new things and, and stepping into something new. It was part, you know, it was part of a lot of his books and I'm sure anyone that we look up to or other people that are close to us have been through yeah. similar journeys at different times in their life. It mm. kind of sucks, you know, when it happens to mm. you, but yeah. it is, it's, you know, it's going to happen. It'll happen again and it'll happen as we keep evolving each time mm. through life. It's not just going to stop. That's life, but we can get better at that shifting ourselves quicker through that cycle, understanding the context of it and the bigger picture of it. Yeah. Easy, easier I, said than done sometimes. <laughs> well, and I think you give a really good point because I was also having a conversation yesterday with someone that runs their own business and I think we can then take that value and worth connected to that as if like when like you're in a corporate role or something, 
you, you, it is easier to transition to another role, as you say, to go sidewards. But sometimes we're holding on to things through fear. But I think there is also a bit for those people that are coaches or facilitators that are listening in this space as well. We start to imagine that if it fails, we're a failure, <laughs> as opposed to this curiosity like you shared already and this exploration like what if life is just about exploring all of these different things but we're putting so much heavy weighted meaning on where it should end up or what it should look like that we actually then get a little bit lost in all of it and it feels heavy and it feels like pressure as opposed to like, well, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to get curious. I'm going to see what that looks like. And I'm going to go in the direction that I feel called in my heart. And it doesn't mean people have to quit jobs or anything like that. You can do side hustles and this, that, the other. But to also then be in a place of like, I, I find when I go to that place of like, Kyla, you've chosen this, a gratitude can come in even between the noise of the stress and everything like that. But that we're always going to like, the way that we're programmed this external validation, the one thing I was talking about was like, if we can really start tuning in that radio station into like, did I do this task well? Am I enjoying what I'm doing as a part of this? Like, is this working? Where do I want to learn? How do I want to grow? What is my greatest dream in terms of contributing to my family, community, friendship circles, this, that, the other? And we're constantly on this like little mini evolution. Yeah, to your point, it'll just keep going up and up a bit and up a bit as opposed to feeling like we've failed at something because we changed direction even. Mm. Yeah, well, and going back to my story, you know, homeless, middle of COVID, travelling around, not sure what's next. You know, the, the frustration um, that came in with that was knowing that the way that the world looked in that first lockdown was quite interesting. And I was like, well, it kind of woke me up to another level um, of, hey, I'm not doing exactly what I really want to do. Yeah. And that that in turn you know we're still working on though there's two mm. businesses that are basically in creation are being created as we speak mm. which has its own challenges being in a caravan now but <laughs> yeah. um i wouldn't change it you know yeah. I, one of the words that comes to mind for me at the moment the question was at the time back going back again was like okay this is not how i want to live my life i'm not doing what i'm here to do yeah all right let's let's change that and now still working on that and still getting things to a, um, a livable, sustainable level, you know, mm. to come back into the real world, mm. maybe at some stage. <laughs> um, but the, um, the soul full, as in full soul, the feeling yep. that I get from doing, having chats with you, doing the semi P stuff, doing yep. the grab life by the ball stuff mm. is so fulfilling. Mm. My soul is full. And that's one of the words on my mind movie, my vision board. Um, and that's the driver. And then when you've got that feeling and you know that's internal and you know that this is the thing that you, that yearning that you've been looking for mm. puts all the other challenges of building a business, the marketing, the admin, the extra stuff that, you know, when you're an entrepreneur or when you're working by yourself that you kind of have to do to start things to get the traction to, to build yep. a business. Yep. You know, all that stuff is sometimes frustrating, but you can see the light at the end of the tunnel because you know this is what you're here to do. Finding that soulful experience mm. um, is a key definer on my mind movie. It's a key thing that it's been moving me forward, particularly in the last few weeks I've been talking, I've been harping on about, you know, having a, a big enough why and uh, yep. that why is big enough that you'll just keep 
figuring out different things. You'll go and listen to someone else who's been an expert or you'll pick up something here and you'll start implementing it. You get creative around the problems that come up rather than the problems being failure and the problems stopping you from moving forward. Mm. And being willing to learn along the way, I think, with that because you are, you're learning new skills, you're learning new ways of doing things. And I think that, like, we can just have this idea that everything should be instantaneously easy as opposed to enjoying growth and enjoying like failures along the way and and I know I used to and I've like continually observing myself in that place of how do we actually allow ourselves to stop being so hard on ourselves mm. if it doesn't end up the way we look we thought it would or anything like that but to your point staying connected to the why our values and really what feels most important and I like it because it kind of aligns with there's just that saying where you ask people like what would you actually do for free and I was working with with the empowering teens I've got one of the boys is um, interning with me once a week at the moment and on Monday I gave him a few hours and I was just loving like he wants to become a keynote speaker so it was like I was just in my element and we were talking about like facilitation and how does he design a talk and this that the other and it just completely brought me alive because it gave me hope as well for the next generation and it's like there's things that people do I think naturally in your day-to-day -day, and your current role might not look anything like where you are wanting to go but if you start to look at the things that you do in your current role that really get you excited that you can't like that you love to talk about and share about that interest and curiosity and joy is usually a bit of an indication of something that you might enjoy mm. Yeah, and also the friction of being in that role is the catalyst for you to go to another level. Mm. It's no mm -hmm. longer serving you and it's, mm -hmm. the, it's the drive. Sometimes you've got to feel that friction, a bit of the pain, a bit of the, yep. the shit feeling yep. to build up that frustration, that turmoil, that anger to mm. move you forward. And, then, you mm. know, again, talking about a cycle, that's part of the cycle. And then when you're going into setting things up, like the phases that I'm in with both businesses, mm. um, you know, you, you get, can get stuck. <clears throat> really easy but it's part of the process of working through those cycles yeah. that aren't working for you to change but then it's also the mindset of okay what else <clears throat> what else do I need to shift you know what fears are holding what what are the blockages that I'm saying to myself that are actually limiting me moving forward and I've come up with a whole stack that I've just sort of worked through over the last couple of weeks as well i think that once you know the cycle all right yep there's going to be pain all right that pain's an indicator that i need to move and then yep. you know okay this okay what i thought i was going to do this is going to be easy but it's not okay what beliefs are holding me back okay let's try something different okay what's the solution to these problems and all of a sudden you're out the other side and you you know it may not look like what you thought it would be but here you are and you're like, okay cool so now i would like to also have this yep and this is what we want it to look like. And sometimes there's external forces that are outside of your control, but then it's our response to it, right? Because, yeah, I'm sitting in a house that has pretty much failed as a business. Like if we, if we just like break it down <laughs> as you're talking about that, I was like, yeah, actually. Uh, but that was not through any of my own wrongdoing. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and it's meant that I've had all this time in lockdown to rest some more, to retreat myself and this, that, the other. Was it exactly what I intended? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but when we're able to like look at those hurdles and those obstacles and then ask, well, what could be the um, discovery from this? What could be as opposed to, because I think like I've noticed myself over the years, I used to push myself to like the next milestone, even if it was like career wise or anything like that. But then I never really celebrated the milestones. So I never really celebrated each stage of what was being created. And that was because deeply inside me, there was that belief of not feeling enough, which then means life isn't enough. Whereas if we're actually like looking at the milestones as indicators of potentially where we want to go, but actually like making sure that we're enjoying every step that we take and giving it our all. Uh, because I used to also notice when I was creating things that I would just put less effort into the last bit. Because then there was this idea inside that would be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and I was like, I see you sneaky little ego protecting yourself from failing. <laughs> and so I think when we can become aware of that, like say for you as an example now, like as you say, there's these two businesses that you're continuing to build the foundation for. The reality is they could be greater than you can even imagine. Yep. Totally. And I've actually noticed where I've been blocking the flow of that, or there's yeah. been limiting beliefs with coaching and then there's been um, limiting beliefs around money. And then there's been um, the ego thing of trying to do it all and realizing I can't with grab life by the ball. So I actually need to learn to delegate and get yeah. other people in and that, that um, yeah, for that to grow, other people need to come in and, and mm-hmm. do different roles. So being actually probably asking for help has probably been the other one as well. Again, yep. that pops up again. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's constantly changing and, and, and flowing differently and looking at different things. But then when you sit down and, and do some journaling or do some gratitude, I'm sitting um, pretty much at a beach. Uh, we're living in a caravan and we can move and roam pretty much just about, well, there's a fair bit of freedom attached to that. <laughs> Not as much as there used to be maybe, but there's yeah. a fair bit of freedom attached to that. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to work on, um, you know, today we've got this stuff and I've got some other things to do that are all, you know, soulfully aligned um, businesses that I've created that I can yeah. sit at the beach and work on in my own time. And then we can go back to the caravan park. We've got time to take Jacko to the park this afternoon and all that sort of thing. So maybe yeah. – Technically, maybe there's, you know, a couple of things that are, are missing from that. But if you actually look at the gratitude of it, it's like, well, that's what I created. So then yeah. adding adding different words and different things of what I'd like to my mind movie or what's next moving forward is just the next part. But, yeah, there's there's the both sides, isn't there? There's the yin and the yang that's left and right. There's east and west. <clears throat> um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a combination of both. Okay, what's next? But also this is pretty amazing at the moment. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And... They're the parts that we can miss if we don't breathe into what parts of this are amazing right now. Yeah, well, totally. Well, but like sitting here and creating stuff and and working on the next thing is so much more fun. Mm. There's so much more joy that's coming from it. Having that recognition that this is this is this in alignment mm. um, with who I want to be, and this is exactly what I want. Yeah, it's not quite ticking um external boxes <laughs> going yeah. back to that just yep yeah hey like what else would i be rather be doing and i'm like well, uh, i don't have an answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It's, it's interesting, this idea of loss. And I know that a lot of people are talking about like the last couple of years have been bringing up then for people this idea around the fear of death. And I think what that does is it brings up that fear of a death of a part of ourselves or a part of our identity as opposed to in the soul coaching we have a little activity where you actually like go to the moment of your death and you speak to that wisest part of you and really embrace the cycles because there is it's like if we're someone and if anyone's listening to this i imagine that everybody would be part of it or else you wouldn't be listening to us um is in that evolution of personal development spiritual growth there is constantly going to be deaths of parts of us like that alchemy that we talk about and it's like we have to go through that disillusionment that dissolving of those parts to then find that gold within we just use that metaphor and sometimes i think we can hold on too tight to the idea of something that it then stops that full completion and then on the flip side sometimes we don't people don't give myself included enough time to celebrate the completion of something before we rush to the next thing yeah I, i'm probably guilty of that as well but i was going back to the point before i think if you're doing what you're doing as well maybe that's my excuse i'd love to discuss this um you know doing the work that is aligned with you like it doesn't feel like yeah it's like you kind of expect it to be successful mm. by other parameters later on you kind of yep. like you're, you're having so much fun doing yeah the stuff that sometimes the external thing of all right i got to x amount of dollars this week or whatever the goals are or we mm. bought this or i've got enough money now to do that or whatever it is that's the the external driver it's like oh yeah that's cool but it was the actual the journey as mm. dan Millman talks about it's always the journey mm. not the destination that journey of sitting in something that you've created and, and moving forward with that is almost like it just as rewarding. I'd love to discuss that. Mm. And that work then becomes play. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> your, your form of play, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so what is your question about that then? Well, is so, it... so like, should we celebrate the wins or is it the fact that we're showing up every day? doing having the fun anyway so does does it does it need to be celebrated with just the acknowledgement of like hey i'm doing exactly what i love how cool is that yeah i think celebrating who we're being throughout it through each cycle and stage but like i know this is a weird one but i went yeah but no when toby and i were separating um i thought to myself this completion which I really celebrated the way that we ended it and who we both were in that. I was like, one day this is going to be someone's new beginning. And then when he met his current um, partner, I was like, like, that's the thing of like, when we see that an ending in some way is then a new beginning at some point in time. But I think we fear those endings and sometimes stay too long or to your point we think that we'll celebrate when we get somewhere as opposed to being like holy shit like there is no physical evidence of what i'm about to do or create right now if it's going to work out and yet i'm still turning up every single day like mm. whoa <laughs> and that comes back to the original um question that you asked at the start of the show mm. Hmm. You know, it's that that internal driver. If you've got that soulful alignment, mm-hmm. I'm going to use that word. Um, 
that's that's so much deeper, so much more rewarding. You can look, you know, you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, fuck, how good. Whereas if the other, the external drivers, you know, even the acknowledgement of, okay, the business is getting to this certain point, even though this is the business I would like to create. Yeah. Um, that external driver, you mm. kind of sit there, you might have a whiskey down the beach or whatever it is that you do and to celebrate that. But then it's okay, cool, what's next now? And that's the same with any external driver. It's kind of like, yep, cool, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah. But if it's if it's a and it's a, uh, an unraveling of your life's purpose and that soulful alignment, I feel like that's the that's the goal. Mm. And enjoying that, it's funny. We had a call this morning, and one of the coaches on it was saying he uh, he works within an organisation. And he started this new workshop helping internal staff through this period in time in the US find their why. And he's doing it individually with people. And he's done it with two people and they both quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I think, and I said that to him. I said, often when I'll go into organizations, they will ask me that. They'll go, Kyla, what if we do this and people quit? And my response is always, what if they stay? Yeah. Like yeah. they're clearly unhappy. They don't want to be there. But like to me, him sharing that today, I was like, that's a huge success. Like that's, <laughs> you've gone through this process with people and they've actually had this awakening of like, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't what I want to do. And it's like, isn't it beautiful that they've had that now as opposed to in, I don't know, 15 years time. Mm. Uh, but I think that idea of like, if I go into my discontent or if I go into am I actually happy doing what I'm doing or in the relationship that I'm in, what if the answer is no? Uh, and then I'm going to have to change something. And I wouldn't say radically change everything at once, but at least allowing a curiosity to be like, well, yeah, where is my level of soulfulness in what I'm doing day to day in my relationships, in even my daily routines and rituals? And is there somewhere that I would like to bring more of that into alignment? Mm. Yeah, so good. Mm. And shows the power of asking a question, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and the right and a better question too, an uplifting question, an empowering yeah. question. Yeah, mm. and again, looking at the, you know, yeah, that's, that's, Tom O'Toole from the um, the Beechworth Bakery. He was a, um, quite popular there in the early two thousands. Dad gave me one of his books, and it's like he went to the next level of training all his staff, and everyone was like, "Well, what if they leave? What if they start another bakery?" And his answer was, "Yeah, what if they stay?" Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's going to be way worse. You want someone whose whose um you know talents and skills are aligned with your organisation, not moving it, moving into it rather than moving away from it. Absolutely, and that want to be there and want to be a part of mm. what it is that you're creating. And I remember, I think I've probably shared this on other ones, but the reason that I asked this question of him today as well is that like when you start coaching someone or when you start even looking at your own path of coaching yourself, we want to make sure that the actions and the goals or the intentions that we're setting are actually in alignment with what someone really mm -hmm. wants as opposed to this is what the world has told me that I, I need to have. Uh, and I remember um, when we sold our apartment and just like sitting there and I was taking some time out for myself and it was really just that question of, Kyla, right now, like you, everything, like it's just your existence here on the earth. And can you actually love yourself for just being here in this moment without the need 
to do anything or have anyone tell you how amazing you are or even say thank you for the experience that you've gifted and all of that is beautiful but to just actually be there in that moment and go huh like actually I'm an okay human (laughs) 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 and to be able to be in that place of presence and I think this is that dance that we have in the world right now between the masculine and feminine energies that we're still valuing the masculine action and doing over and above the essence of our being. And they both have like a part to play. Mm. Um, But the more that we can go into that acknowledgement of, like you said, well, how did I show up in today? And, And what was the experiences that led to that? And how can I like be there just to be there with Jacko with no intention at all, but just to be there with him? Mm. Yeah, well, he cracks the shits. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, if you're only with him when he's a good boy, what's that going to teach you? Yeah, no, it's good. He had a great day until like the last half an hour. But it's quite funny. I was like, oh, this is going to come up on tomorrow's show. And it's like, here it is. <laughs> and the other thing I think I just want to touch on, because this is kind of really something that I've found quite profound, um, mm. was aligning what it is that you'd, that you'd like to create. Mm. Um, with other parts of your life, like I've had a I've had a block around money, I would say, and and not understanding um, the vibration of it, not seeing the point, not seeing the point of of getting or accumulating all the things or doing what everyone else does with money, and I've kind of um, found that as a bit of a blockage. But then recently uncovering, it's like okay, well doing life the way that we are well you know when you're doing something that you've dreamed of doing which is caravanning around and doing what we're doing then you know then the next evolution is coming through and it's like okay so what is next and what are we going to do and how to and i'm very future orientated so i have to bring myself back into the present moment but being very future orientated it's like okay so what would i like and i was like okay so it's not necessarily money money is not my driver but the things that come from that yeah and aligning all the stuff that I would like to be surrounded with yep. um, to optimise health, to live a comfortable life and things like that that are really important to me. Yep. Having that connection has been a real, it's not new what we're saying and I've kind of done it to a level before but not to this level. Yeah, Having this profound aha around it mm. was going, okay, being of service and, you know, charging what I'm worth is important because that allows me to do all this and then I can yeah. serve at a bigger level, but then I can be of service to my family. I can make sure that mm-hmm. our health and existence is to a certain standard of optimising everything as much as possible, particularly with health and wellness, I suppose. And that was kind of the drive. And I was like, oh, it's like, oh, finally. It kind of the yeah. penny dropped. It's like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> I think that's the thing. In doing what we love, you can get comfortable with that money relationship. But I remember my business consultant said to me many years ago, he was like, Kyla, are you earning enough that you could take a year off and go and work with at-risk teenagers and run your circus? And I was like, you asshole. (laughs) And he's like, so you are comfortable and you're earning enough, but like you could have, you could do more with more. Yeah. And there was that realization of it does serve in that way that when it's coming in in that level of abundance, then what happens is we have more space to give 
in other directions as well. And to your point, that giving could be optimising parts of our lives and this, that, the other. But I do. I think for many of us, there can be this like, I don't know, the the, the devil of money or per se, this relationship that in the soul coaching we do an I love money dance and part of it is like I love money, money loves me and we do like a dance and then we do this like meditation journey where we go in and we actually meet money and we have a conversation with money and we ask money like what does it need from us? Is there anything that we believe about it that's not cohesive for the relationship and things and it's just playful and it's fun but it allows us to start unveiling like, well, if there was an infinite supply, like I always think, like imagine if, uh, like what you could possibly do with more in terms of service wise. Mm, absolutely. And I think that's probably a key thing if people are, you know, you can ask them there, what is their intrinsic goal rather than their extrinsic goal with where they're going. The, <laughs> there'll be butting of heads of your left and right brain or yeah. your yin and your yang, your masculine, your feminine anyway. Mm. But yeah, money's usually the first thing when people step into this, that next evolution of going, okay, this is what my soul is calling me to do. The, mm. then, the, <laughs> then the left brain comes in and whacks you with, okay, what about money? How are you going to survive? Where are you going to live? Like, yeah. Well, that sort of thing. It's quite quite an interesting dance hey and it's a base chakra is our finances so if that base chakra that red one is wobbly then it will create wobbles in other directions so we want to be from a very practical perspective Mm. it's funny as you were saying that this thought came to mind of isn't it weird how and obviously for me it's a different lens so i'll ask you because you've got a family that also rely on you as well but if i think about it uh I put so much more pressure on my earning capacity and having things in play. When when I was 19, uh, 19, 20, it would have been 20 by the time I left, I literally moved to Greece with the money that I'd got from selling my car. So I was moving overseas with $5,000, which was maybe more than like some people go overseas with, but I had no idea like what I was going to earn working on the bungee jump. I had no idea like where I was going to live or anything like that. Yet I put on my backpack and off I went. Whereas as we get older, we let's like this idea that we need more and more and more to feel safer and more comfortable when actually our capacity at this age is so much greater that actually like if tomorrow everything went away, I'm sure that there could be something that I figure out to do. So isn't it weird when we start bringing in that full prefrontal lobe <laughs> that we start like thinking that we need more things in order the whole time? Yeah, totally. And then when you've got other people um, as part of that conversation, I was going to say relying, but not relying is not the word, um, mm. but a part of that conversation, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not so easy just to pack up a backpack and just piss off. No. You need <laughs> so a caravan like, instead. You need a caravan. <laughs> so yeah it it can be done but yeah it definitely you know it's got to be in alignment with with the team that's around you hey Mm. and i think it's important for people listening to understand the question that i've posed to start with it's okay if it brings up a crap load of fear for you uh and but i think sometimes it's empowering for us to go into a position of well, what if I did lose everything? Because often when I ask people that question, they find an inner strength. Like very rarely does it go down the path of destruction. Mm. Um, Nearly every time it's like, well, actually, 
I've been made redundant before, or actually this happened in my life. Or, and we actually go to those moments and those memories that then say to us, yeah, okay, I'm catastrophizing all of this, but actually in the end, everything will be okay. Mm, yeah, and it's funny when we get into one of our biggest fears or our biggest fears, you know, mm. that, that, that we've been there before we've come through the other side. It's, you know, to an extent all worked out, you know, and you can take that, take that charge off it and look at things with a, a bigger perspective, I suppose. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, and a bigger perspective and then as we do <laughs> hopefully mature, I don't know if it's all there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> and I think, Jill, I've gone into a little place of obviously in dealing with teenagers at this moment in time, sometimes when I look out into the world it makes me really sad and I get really a little bit of hopelessness and anger and frustration and all of those. But what it's what I've also been able to kind of start reframing is like the resilience that it's taken for so many of these kids and young people and adults and everyone to have collectively moved through our own individual experience of the last two years, that really is an opportunity at some point. You may not, whoever's listening, you may not be there yet and this is okay as well, but at some point it is going to be the catalyst for you to make a big change in your life to remind yourself of look how much strength I showed or yes, there was shitty days, but like I'm still here. Like I've still chosen to be here in this moment. And then what am I going to do to make this worthwhile or give, give some form of meaning to it that's going to be a trajectory for moving forward? And I think that that's the catalyst that can come from big changes in our lives of losing everything or going through a redundancy or losing work or anything like that. Now, we've got to also acknowledge that that may not be there straight away for people and that there's a human side to it that especially when you do have family to think about and everything like that is bloody heartbreaking. And then um, there is that opportunity to know that inside there is a capacity and inner strength. And I remember, I think it was last year, there was a Qantas pilot that on LinkedIn did a post of like, obviously he got stepped down. So anyone that had work for him, he was willing to do. And there was like thousands of comments and message me and this, that on that post. And you think about from an ego perspective, it takes a lot to become a pilot. Mm -hmm. And then for him to say, do you know what? My family's livelihood's at stake here. I'll actually do anything. Um, like that to me is very a very admirable trait. Yeah. Yeah. Just highlighting the values of what's actually really important. Hey? Yeah. And asking for help, right? <laughs> like, and asking for help. Yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine what would have been going through him internally as he posted that on LinkedIn, thinking that like, like there is this status that comes with being a pilot, I think, because there's a lot of study and things that need to, to be get to there. But obviously this is one of, like I said, that thing that was outside of his control. And I do think that is one thing. I don't believe the idea that we're all in this together because I think that that's not the case. I think that I saw one picture, it said, um, we might all be in this together but we've all got like some people are dr drowning, some people are in yachts and some people are in canoes. <laughs> and I was like, that's, I like yeah. that metaphor. But it doesn't mean that there isn't people out there that would love to help and support through a change or a challenge like this. But sometimes we have to ask. Yeah, totally. 
absolutely. And you'd be surprised what comes back. Mm. Speaking to myself there. But, yeah, it's yeah. amazing what happens when you actually ask. Yeah. Because most people have no idea. Like, most, like say him for as an example, my my illusion, I'd just call it, or mm-hmm. story about pilots would be, well, they earn so much, he would have so many assets and he would have this and he'd that. We don't know that. That's just a made-up yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> His life's perfect. What's, what's he all worried about? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's what people can, that's what you can imagine based on what you see on social media or what you see on the yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. There is then that personal accountability, isn't there, that we need to reach out and ask for help and know that there's some things in life that we won't know how to do. Like when you kept sharing the examples of not knowing how to reverse park a caravan as an example <laughs> to start. <laughs> still, still not great, by the way. Still not great, but getting better. Uh, and just using that as an example is um, like a, it's, it's okay for us to learn and grow and to also realise we're not going to be amazing at everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. It's whether it's big enough as part of your purpose, whether it is to to go through some of the mm. the new beginnings and the learnings to be a to be a beginner. Yeah, I've accepted mm. gardening is not my greatest strength, and yet people mm-hmm. are like, "But you love nature. You should be good at gardening." <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, you are, you own a you own a caravan. You're a guy. You must be handy. I'm not very handy. <laughs> Especially because you're a chiropractor. (laughs) I'm I'm good with my hands, just not that way. (laughs) So if someone is feeling a bit lost or like that question that we've asked on what if you lost everything today has brought up some things, what would you recommend to them? Besides working with us, with you or me. Yeah, have coaching with Sammy (laughs) Pete. (laughs) <laughs> um, it, just to have a look at both sides of it and just to have a look at the fear that's coming up and really invest, you know, have some curiosity, as you, you would say, around what is the fear mm. and getting to the bottom of that. Because, like, again, you get to that point where, okay, well, I'd actually, I'd be able to do, I wouldn't enjoy it that much, but I'd be able to do X, Y, Z, or I'd be able to do these 10 things or these 100 things, you know, to, to move forward from there. And then, okay, what is it that you, the only other side of it, going big picture, it's like, well, what are, what are you here for? Mm. What is it that you really wanted to do that hasn't worked before, that you're scared of doing, that, um, you know, you'd be worried if it doesn't work out, like, well, what's next? But, like, what is, what's that thing that you're here for? Let's mm. go. Let's do it. Like, have a crack. Like, what, what else have you got to lose? So I think that's the last couple of years has shown us, well, why fucking not? Mm. Grab life by the balls and get stuck in. Yeah, but, and, but have a look at both sides because both sides are going to give you once the the bigger picture is going to give you the the drive and the and the why to be able to work through any um, problems that come up as you go, which will happen. Yeah. and then you can take control of the bus, as I say to my clients. You can take control of the bus if you know what your biggest fear is, and you can see it, and you can go into it, and you can yeah. look at it, and it's not to say it doesn't come up, but to just investigate it each time that it comes up. That's not driving you anymore. If you, if you don't go into it, it's the thing that's driving you and you move away from certain situations and scenarios because you're not sure why, but it feels really bad. If you know why you feel really bad in those situations, you're controlling the bus and then you can steer it any which way that you want to go or a boat or a caravan or whatever it is. <laughs> and then I guess it's asking like who or what am I doing this for? 
Because mm. I think that's that driving force that comes in as well, isn't it? Because if you go into who am I doing this for and it's like, well, actually to get approval from my parents or to feel good from that person, then it's like, okay, I'm going to go a bit deeper on that. Like is that really going to be the driving mm. force that I want to exist within my life and yeah. what does that come down to? And sometimes there is a values alignment with things like that too because you might have a value of success or achievement and that's completely okay too. But it's starting to understand that you're choosing then a life that's that may have been originally designed by inspiration or motivation from parents and family. But when you go deep at your values, if that is what you value, now know that I'm actually choosing it now. So that yeah. might have been the starting point, but now I'm choosing that to be my existence. Yeah, totally. Yeah, good one. I love that. Hmm. Should we do a card? Oh, yeah. So today I've got, I don't know if I've done these ones before sacred geometry card you've mentioned them i think so let us see what card have we got for today and the reality is we're we're never really lost no (laughs) i kind of hoped this would be it but i didn't i promise i didn't do a magic trick <laughs> the power of intention, the card <laughs> of delight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if you look at this, there's a dragon at the bottom. I'll describe it for anyone that's listening. And then it's got dragon fruit down there. And then obviously all the sacred geometry symbols that are in it at the same time too. And the message, the theme of this card is surprises. The geometry of this card is a dodecacon, dodecacon, drawn, that, that, nestled within a star <laughs> tetrahedron. We might say this is a vehicle of heaven, a place to play with magic and delight. Joyfully enter the garden of delights. Take pleasure in the beauty of this glorious night blooming cactus and its large white flowers, commonly known as patea moonflower or queen of the night the exotic crisp fruit of this nocturnal delight is known as dragon fruit it is sweet juicy and gorgeous what a surprise to find a playful happy dragon inhabiting the garden this card suggests that you envisage your life as a garden of delights and look forward to surprises you never know when enchantment amusement and revelations will astonish and amaze you Look for them everywhere. Appreciate and savour the arrival of something unexpected. Laugh with this little dragon and enjoy the awe and wonder he imparts. See surprises as marvellous gifts. You could use a bit of surprise and delight just now. Realise that you have merely to, sh- merely, merely to, sh- what's my reading ability today is not great. Realise that you have merely to shift your attention and greet the winds of change. Nice. As, as you talk about surprise and delight, as a guy, I don't know, I'm going to Oh, my Lord, is yeah. he on a horse? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, as you said, surprise and delight, all of a sudden I look over and there's a guy on a horse at the beach. That's... Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Thanks. Whoa. And this is part of positive expectation and expecting miracles that I like. It's like that positive delight, like we don't know how it's going to turn up. 
And so for Sammy P right now, it's a random person at the beach on a horse. And But if we can step into our life uh, expecting delight, expecting wonder, and it's that childlike wonder that we speak about sometimes, then you will be pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. So in summary for today, fears are false, is it false experiences appearing real? Oh, yes, bastardised quotes. <laughs> and quite often the fear <laughs> of losing everything or losing a part of our identity through change, through transition, can seem like a lot. But the more that we can come into alignment with our why, with what's important to us, with this opportunity of seeing moments where maybe we feel a bit lost, is that chance to go into that garden of delight and imagine, well, what if, I had this opportunity to find more of myself and to come into greater alignment with the things that matter and that there's no rush. One hour at a time, one day at a time, one moment at a time, and then eventually you get to a place that potentially you could never have even dreamed and imagined you would be. Yep. Perfect. Anything else? Just the thought of remember it's okay to let go and not hold on so tight. Yep, it's a cycle. It'll change. You're just yeah. looking at it one side, one part of the cycle. Yeah. Way too magnified. Yeah. Mm. Easy. Sounds easy, right? <laughs> and if in doubt and you need some help and support, call on us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. And you missed the meditation. The horse like came galloping up. Lucky I was on side. <laughs> anyway, the, the joys of doing this from wherever we are. So that's yeah. awesome. So you've been listening to the Sammy P. Well, you've been listening to the hashtag press play podcast with Kyla T and Sammy P. Uh, you can find things all Kyla Tustin related at kylatustin.com. Uh, check her out. She is amazing. Uh, you can find me on all handles as sammyp.com.au. Um, you can watch us live um, every Wednesday-ish when we uh, figure it out uh, with Daylight Saving Time and all that sort of thing. You can watch live on Facebook. Uh, you can join our Facebook uh, group, uh, hashtag Press Play with Kyla T and Sammy P. Uh, otherwise, you're listening to this on all your podcast uh, apps and all those thingy mabobs. Um, if you can like, share and subscribe on those, that would be fantastic. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as to what questions we should ask and what mm. we should chat about each week. So until next time, uh, see you, hear you, hanging out with you on the next episode. Cheers, Kyla. Over and out.